This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. What you just saw were glimpses from the opening ceremony of the FIFA World Cup. The tournament is being held in Qatar, and the country has ensured that it begins the big ticket event with a bang. The opening ceremony was held on Sunday. It was star-studded. It featured Oscar-winning actor Morgan Freeman, BTS singer Jungkook. He performed the tournament's official song along with Qatari singer Fahad Al-Kubesi. The song is called Dreamers. The ceremony was centered around the theme of unity and inclusivity. I know it's ironic. Anyway, the tournament was then declared open by Qatar's ruler, Sheikh Tamim bin Hamad Al Thani. He told the world, and I quote, How lovely it is that people can put aside what divides them to celebrate their diversity and what brings them together. But was the world really in celebratory mood? Well, the West was not. I will tell you why. One, one particular Western broadcaster cut out of the opening ceremony and decided to speak about Qatar's human rights abuses instead. I'm talking about the BBC, the British public broadcaster. It ignored what was happening at the opening ceremony, the fanfare and everything else. Instead, the BBC decided to focus on the treatment of migrant workers in Qatar. Also, the country's ban on homosexuality. In fact, the BBC branded Qatar 2022 the most controversial World Cup in history. Of course, the BBC was well within its rights to call the shots on its own coverage. It's the basic tenets of free press, after all. But here's what else free press also entails. Number one giving a 360-degree view. Number two, telling all sides of the story. Was the BBC doing that? In fact, what was Western media at large doing that? Forget telling Qatar's side of the story. The BBC decided to shun the event altogether. Now that is what a medium that claims to inform and educate cannot do. Look at this. The mission and values of the BBC to provide impartial views and information. Well, I don't know how much of the BBC's Sunday coverage can be called impartial, but hypocritical. Now, that's a word being widely used to describe the BBC coverage. Some questioned if the BBC was so against Qatar hosting the tournament, then why did it send its presenter to the Arab nation? You see, the West clearly has gone to Qatar with an agenda. And that agenda appears to be politics over play. Again, I will tell you why. Long before the tournament even kicked off, some Western teams were clear that they will leave no stone unturned to highlight Qatar's human rights abuses. Captains of European teams even decided to wear rainbow-themed armbands in support of LGBTQ rights. This plan has now been parked. European teams are scared that the political armbands can attract disciplinary action. FIFA has warned that it will show the yellow card to the captains even before a match begins. Now that means that the offending captain would have to sit out of every third match as two yellow cards mean an automatic suspension for the next match. 
But there's something that Team England seems to be hell-bent on doing, and that is to take the knee before every match they play in Qatar, just like it did earlier this evening. Why? It's a stance against institutionalized racism and inequality. England says, and fair enough, Team England is well within its rights to use the World Cup as a platform for protest. Athletes have done that before too. But here's a question. Does Team England always use stadiums as a platform for protest? Or does it selectively choose which stadium and which country it wants to protest in? England's cricket team was touring Pakistan in September. It was a T20 series. And Team England never took the knee. For some reason, England did not feel the need to raise awareness about inequality in a country that is infamous for institutionalized inequality. For sure, people in England know about the treatment meted out to minorities in Pakistan. So why the selective outrage? I'm assuming the BBC does impartially report on the crime against the people of Balochistan. The enforced disappearances, the murders and everything else. So are we to assume now that these stories were not compelling enough to get Team England to take the knee? You see, if you are sincere in your attempt to bring about larger change, you should be consistent. You would not be hypocritical. You would not be selective in your choice of platform. You would look at change, not convenience. What Team England is doing in Qatar is all about convenience. It reeks of it. You see, taking a knee in Qatar is easy. It scores the right points with the audience back home, with human rights groups. It is also in tune with the anti-Qatar narrative in Western media currently. But I want to ask the same Western media tonight, why were they not raising an alarm over Qatar's poor human rights records when Qatar was closing the deal on Harrods? I don't know how many of you know this, but the deal was closed in 2010. The investment arm of Qatar's sovereign wealth fund bought Harrods for around $2.3 billion. Homosexuality was illegal in Qatar back then too. Its labor conditions were in fact worse. But did the Western press do a blanket coverage of Qatar's human rights record back then? I will tell you why it did not. Because then, the London departmental store Harrods needed Qatari money to upgrade, to become more tourism friendly. Above all, to stay in business, it needed the money. Just like France needed Qatar to buy its football club, PSG, or Paris Saint-Germain. It was in 2011 that Qatar Sports Investments bought a 70% stake in PSG. France's former president, Nicolas Sarkozy, promoted this purchase. He is a PSG fan and he knew the club could really use investment from Qatar. But back then, the BBC did this report. Take a look. Qatari take over Herald's new dawn for Paris Saint-Germain. As far as I see, there's no mention of Qatar's human rights record there. Goes without saying, except for a few stray press reports, nobody was up in arms. Why? Today, the West is making plenty of noise about the World Cup being held in Qatar, but it continues to import oil from a country that's waging a war in Ukraine. I'm talking about Russia. 
In September this year, the UK imported oil worth two million pounds from Russia. This is according to the House of Commons. So I come back to my original question. Does the issue of human rights not prick the UK while pumping oil from these oil containers? Why does the media not raise an alarm when oil containers from Russia arrive in the United Kingdom? The Western leaders and the Western media must realize that the moral compass cannot be used selectively. If you want to champion human rights, then do that without any hidden agenda and certainly without hypocrisy. But you know what? The West is not the only villain in the story. Yes, it is synonymous with hypocrisy. We've explained why. But let's be frank, Qatar is no saint. It is pouring money, hiring the biggest names in the business, in the entertainment industry, and getting them to be Qatar's face in sports washing. We've done this story before. The Arab country is trying to champion inclusivity when its human rights record is in utter shambles. Putting together a show around the theme inclusivity does not make you inclusive. Even the FIFA chief agrees. He says, and I quote, you will never know what it is like to be a migrant worker, to keep saying football is for everyone. It's not. You can't say football is for everyone. Yes, the World Cup is Qatar's opportunity to shove its dirty records under the carpet and project its soft power. But its conduct is really not helping, be it assaulting an on-air journalist, a U-turn on the sale of beer at World Cup stadiums or the allegation of bribing an opponent team. You can't hijack the biggest event in football with money and expect the world to be okay with it. Neither Qatar nor the West is on the right side here. Both are being hypocritical. Both want you to believe their side of the story. And both are in the wrong. Again, something the FIFA chief agrees upon. He has called out Western hypocrisy in as many words as possible. Listen in. In the last weeks, we have been assisting on, uh, in some places, a real lesson of moral, of double moral, I would say. So let's start with the migrant workers, if you allow me. We are told many, many lessons from some Europeans, from the Western world. I'm European. Actually, I am European, not just I feel European. I think for what we Europeans have been doing in the last 3,000 years around the world, we should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years before starting to give moral lessons to people. So what should you, the viewer, do? Whom should you believe? Should you buy into the politics or focus on the game? Well, as always, we leave it to you.